What's up, guys? My name is Dylan Janaja, and welcome to the 808 Mindset, the podcast where I give you the rundown on your favorite hip-hop and R&B artists, settle the controversial debates of the rap community, and tell you why you should be listening to these superstars. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Roddy Rich, the Compton rapper who has risen to fame in the past few years through his hit singles, The Box, Die Young, High Fashion, Balling, and many more. I'm excited to get into this one, and I hope you guys are too, because it's time to enter the 808 Mindset. Rich. So who is Roddy Rich? I want to shout out All Music for giving me this biography on him. They have all the best biographies on your favorite musical artists. Make sure to go check out their site and no, I am not sponsored by them. So rising from the streets of Compton, but with his distinct Southern flair, rapper Roddy Rich lays his introspective rhymes atop melodic trap, resulting in a hybrid form that has captured the ears of both regions. The MC broke through in 2018 with the platinum single, Die Young, and topped the Billboard 200 the next year with Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, his third studio album. Influenced by artists such as Meek Mill, Future, Speaker Knockers, and Young Thug, as well as the stylings of Atlanta Trap and Chicago Drill, Rich began recording in his bedroom at the age of 16, honoring his family's Louisiana roots while chronicling Los Angeles street life. His debut effort, Feed the Streets 1, arrived in late 2017. Since then, he's produced two more studio albums, Feed the Streets 2 and Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. He's been 11 times platinum through hit singles and his albums. His main hits have been The Box, which came out recently, Die Young, Every Season, Project Dreams, High Fashion, Falling, and more. He's a Grammy Award winner. He won the Grammy for Best Rap Performance last year for his feature on Racks in the Middle by Nipsey Hussle. He's approximately 30 million monthly listeners on Spotify, and he's one of the largest up-and-coming artists in the industry. He's almost taken over the industry. He's almost at the top. And personally, he's my Artist of the Year in 2019 and in my top five favorite current artists. So now that we've finished talking about Roddy's background, he had a tough younger growing up in Compton, one of the most well-known dangerous areas of Los Angeles and in the country. Uh, I want to talk about his discography. So he's dropped three studio albums, Feed the Streets 1, Feed the Streets 2, and please excuse me for being antisocial. Uh, both of Feed the Streets were mixtapes, though. A, dis- a quick disclaimer for all these, though. I enjoyed all of these albums before I ranked them. I enjoyed every single one, and I think they were all exceptional projects. So whichever I rank at third, don't view it as a poor album. Just ba- This is solely based off my personal preference, but there are songs from each that make a case that they're better than one another. That being said, at number three for Roddy Rich's top three or out of his three albums of all time, I have Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. Now, I know this might be met with some controversy, but hear me out. It peaked number one on the Billboard 200 in the United States. It's Roddy's most popular album ever that many credited to a sudden rise to the top of the industry. Five of the songs from the album made the Billboard 100, including The Box, which peaked at number one. Uh, I love this project personally. Roddy was finally able to show his talents on a larger stage. The song diversity is what you would expect from an artist with his versatility. The production quality is strong, and it also combines elements of traditional Roddy and the mainstream to make an amazing product. There are a variety of features on the album, all from big-name artists, including Gunna, Lil Durk, Meek Mill, Ty Dolla Sign, and A Boogie. Um, all, of their fe- all of the features were good, they served their roles, and they produced excellent verses that really went well with the- each of the vibes on the songs that they were on. Why I ranked it third, though, as much as I love this album, there are some songs such as Moonwalking and Prayers to the Trap God where he hops on those sort of Juice World guitar-type beats that have been over-popularized, and I would rather see him on his traditional guitar or piano beats. What's the difference, you may ask? The Juice guitar is more of a rock-style guitar, uh, while the traditional Roddy guitar is either more flamenco or acoustic with more of darker chords and notes, which is a key part of his sound, in my opinion. 
The production, however, was amazing on the album and the features fulfilled their roles well. My personal favorite feature was A Boogie on Tiptoe. Otherwise, in comparison to the Feed the Streets pair, I think the influence of the mainstream on Roddy in this album is the real reason I have it last. But I still thought this was an amazing project, just not as good as his other two. In terms of speaking on the mainstream, I think that for some of the songs, he altered his sound to kind of fit what would become popular, which is a reasonable marketing strategy. But at the same time, I would have loved to see a bit more of the traditional Roddy, even though there were plenty of elements of him in this album. The songs for a good reputation on this album include Tiptoe, which is my personal favorite, War Baby, who's transitioned from Tiptoe. It's kind of one of those two strong Metro Booming transitions, which is amazing. Uh, Pita's great, Intro's great, and Boom 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 is also great. The Box, I also loved, but I kind of overplayed it. And the song I would show is probably Moonwalking with Lil Durk. It kind of gives me too many mainstream vibes. The song isn't really that special to me. Dirk's feature's okay, the beat's okay, and it's sort of an average song compared to the rest of the album. And it just, if, if anything, that just shows how good the rest of the album is. And at coming in at number two, I have Feed the Streets 2, which was really Roddy's first album that helped him take off. There were so many good songs in this project. Uh, some of my top five Roddy songs today were in this project. There are actually no features, which, like I said in the last episode with Lil Uzi, it's important in defining an artist's sound to just have an album all by yourself because then the fa your fans really get to see your versatility and what your real creative extent is. The production on this album is amazing. All the beats really slap. Uh, the traditional and isolated Roddy sound, which is my favorite sound, was very present on this album. That mix between those kind of darker bells, the flamenco guitars, and the emotional pianos. There was a great bunch of those. Why I ranked it second, this is my personal favorite Roddy project, but I don't think it's his best. While he does introduce his signature sound in this album and it has plenty of top tier songs, the top tier songs in this album, in my opinion, aren't as good as those in Feed the Streets 1. This album is in, in its entirety, I find to have no skips, personally. Every song is good. And some of the really big hits that came out of this album include Every Season, Down Below, Die Young, um, really put Roddy into the spotlight and into sort of the mainstream the beat selection on this album, in my opinion, was much better than Please Excuse Me to be for being antisocial. And in terms of songs for a good reputation, I definitely choose Faces, NASCAR, Die Young, Cream, Brand New, and Down For Real. The shelf song, however, I wouldn't shelve a single song on this project. Every song is unique and good in its own way, and Roddy's melodics make everything even better. And coming in at number one, or Roddy's best album ever, in my opinion, is Feed the Streets 1. Roddy, this was Roddy's first ever project and interchangeably his best along with Feed the Streets 2. He had a very raw sound on it, but it sounded really good. And it, it sort of gave us a glimpse into the future Roddy in some songs like Fuck It Up, but established his style in songs like Hood Rich. There was only one feature, which was Go Get a KB. Very small time artist, I wouldn't expect many of you to know him. But the feature was great, the flow was great, and his voice fit well with the beat on Plotin'. Why I ranked it first though, the best songs in this album, which were Position, Hood Rich, I Might, and Fuck It Up, are arguably all in Roddy's top 10 songs of all time, and Position is my personal number one. These songs were all carefully crafted out to present Roddy as a unique artist, and he's probably one of the best cases of an untouched artist that I've seen, meaning an artist who retains their sound despite the mainstream. This album, although not as near as popular as his other two, for me defines Roddy as an artist. His sound is introduced, he experiments with different styles on different songs, and it's just an overall amazing project. The songs I would choose for good rep, probably Free Game, Position, Hood Rich, Fuck It Up, I Might, Money, and Feed the Streets. All of those songs are amazing, so if you're going to listen to the album for the first time, I recommend listening to those. The song I would shelve, once again, I wouldn't shelve a single song. It was a great project.
And now I want to talk about Roddy's style or his lyricism because he's a very interesting case. He's extremely melodic and he is actually one of the best voices I've heard in the industry right now and can come with many different flows. In the majority of his songs, he sort of rides the beat, meaning his flow fits well with the tempo of the song and is very versatile. But he can also switch between the slow melodics to the sort of upbeat rapping in seconds. But his melody is his most important aspect of his arsenal. Sometimes comes with a more choppier flow on some songs, but and a little more melodic. But it goes well with those beats, especially when he hits the higher notes. And he also uses a bit of autotune, but mainly just to clean up the vocals. He's natural singing talent, and as a performer, doesn't require autotune mics such as those used by Travis Scott, whose entire sound is embedded in autotune. Ultimately, Roddy is one of the most melodic rappers in the game, and arguably seen as one of the modern pioneers of melodic rapping, rather than normal hard rap. So the final verdict, should you listen to Roddy Rich? My answer, 100% yes. This is one of the most talented and rightfully popular artists of the recent era, and he's only going to get bigger and bigger and cement his legacy if he continues to release top-tier music at the quality he's been releasing. Personally, he ranks in my top five favorite artists of all time. With the combination of his great beats that come in many different styles, his ability to alternate between sappier and more melodic, or melodic vocals to synchronize rapping that fits well with almost every beat he's on, I would give Roddy an A-plus rating, a 97. If you're going to listen to him, I recommend listening to Feed the Streets 2 or 1, then the other, and then please excuse me for being antisocial, to show the, tr to show the true development of his sound and how special this artist really is. So much for listening, guys. Be sure to check out all our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, along with our podcast episodes on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Anchor, Podbean, and Buzzsprout. We also post daily beats on our YouTube channel under the Elias Dylan Beats. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the 808 Mindset.